Hello and welcome to Great Ridge Station. I'm your host, Sam Helgerson, and I'm pretty much a fixture around these parts. Thanks for stopping in on your way through. Season 3, Episode 8. Well, welcome back. Usually this is an opportunity for you to just hang out at the station between trains, wander around a bit, and maybe grab something to eat at our famous snack counter. Well, not today. With most public spaces closed down due to COVID-19, we're totally virtual this time around. Even my meet and greet events are but a fleeting memory. Yeah, these are strange times, and nothing in living memory comes close to this. I've always said that God had a remarkable timing and a wonderful sense of humor. As I've told you before, I put together my Great Ridge Station editorial calendar months ahead of time. For this season, that dates back to Christmas break 2019. Ah, those were good times. Well, there's a not-so-subtle irony in the fact that the topic I plan for this episode is preparing for the unexpected. Most of us have been thrown into the unexpected over the last couple of weeks. One of the commitments I made early on was to disconnect this podcast from current events or things like that as much as possible. I intend to keep that vision, but COVID-19 is absorbing a lot of personal bandwidth right now for all of us and We need to acknowledge that. Besides, there's no way I can completely unplug from life and pretend that context and circumstances do not matter. Evidently, they do. So, with that in mind, I thought it might be helpful to give you some ideas about handling the unexpected. Keep in mind that this material was mapped out months ago and then turned into a usable script within the last few days. So, here are some of Sam's keys for handling the unexpected. First, don't expect to know. People sometimes think leaders either have all the answers or should have all the answers. Well, not so much. And if you have that expectation of yourself, well, as they used to say, cut yourself a little slack. It's a complex world, and part of the difficulty of living in complexity is that novel problems will emerge. You know the sort of thing, the ones that make you say, well, I didn't see that coming. You can expect, as a leader, that you won't know everything that's going to come at you. And when it arrives, you won't know what to do about it. Expect that, and get comfortable with that ambiguity. Next up is the follower ancillary to don't expect to know. Don't expect other leaders to know either. What this means in practical terms is don't complain about other leaders. They're probably dealing with a lot of complexities that you know nothing about, and it doesn't help for people to be second-guessing and complaining in the middle of things. Shut up help when you can, and lead yourself and the people around you well. Okay, I have to give an example from the current COVID-19 conversation. My apologies if this illustration does not age well. In the state where I live, there's a shortage of test kits for the virus, and there's a loud contingency complaining about that. But here's the thing. 
Testing is mostly useless for the general populace. A test is a snapshot, an at-this-moment status check. It provides no protection, and you could be exposed to the disease later that same day, or the next day, or the day after that. It's way smarter to practice good self-care, practice social distancing. Until we have an actual vaccine or a cure, testing won't really help, other than to make people feel better for the next 10 minutes, or till the next time they rub their eyes, whichever comes first. So, in all the complaining about the lack of test kits, the public officials are dealing with a more serious question. Where do the limited resources go? Is it better to spend money on testing or on research? What about people who are seriously at risk due to this virus? Shouldn't they be prioritized for testing so that medical folk can intervene as needed? Mind you, the leaders who are making the decisions are having to deal with all of that complexity in real time. See, none of us is guaranteed that we'll get it right. And it's easy to make grand pronouncements when you have no skin in the game. Let the people who are actually accountable for their decisions make those decisions in peace. That leads me to my next piece. For all of us, when we're in a challenging leadership situation, the key thing is to know what's important. You might get a lot of things wrong, but you'll make better decisions if you keep the end goal, the best case scenario, in mind. Decisions around next steps, resourcing, contingency plan, and so on, they all depend on you knowing what really matters. Not what's loudest or what's most urgent right now, but what's really important. I hate this cliche, but what matters at the end of the day. Sorry. But when all of this is over, you'll be able to live with yourself a whole lot better if you can say, I made the best decisions I could with the best information I had available, and I always knew what mattered most and never caved into pressure or distractions. The next one, what's important will be influenced by circumstances. Okay, you have to wrestle through this for yourself, but one of my principles is people are more important than money or material wealth. Or as my brain likes to phrase it, people over stuff. As a crisis unfolds, you may have to change your course of action to be able to stay on that right track. As I've said many times before, it may cost you something to do the right thing. Next is something I learned years ago. Don't waste your crisis. Now, as a person of faith, I would argue that there is something to be learned in any situation. So don't waste your crisis by looking for things to complain about, looking to assign blame, taking an us-them attitude, or thinking it's all about you. It's not. And the sooner we learn that we're not the center of the universe, the easier it will be to learn from the circumstances around us. This requires a level of humility, but if you're willing to pay attention and get out of your own way, you'll learn something for the next time the unexpected happens. And it will. Finally, Connect with your family and the people you hold dear. Now, this is an odd one because we're being told right now to avoid social situations and direct interaction with people. But still, my work colleagues and I are in regular communication either by phone or video chat tools. We may not be in the same office suite, but we need to remember that we like each other and are happy to work together. And if you find yourself sequestered at home with your family, spend some time with them. 
talk to them, maybe get to know them. (laughs) Make your spouse a priority again and see how that feels. You know, when I'm whelmed, not overwhelmed, but just whelmed, it's really easy for me to forget all of the reasons that I love my wife. Slowing down helps me to remember. So you remember the people and relationships that are most important to you and let them know that. Gather with your friends and family. Stay in touch with your friends and coworkers, and check on your neighbors and see if they need anything. Okay, this might be totally dorky, but I kind of don't care if it is. If I have a hope for our culture through this coronavirus quarantine, or whatever you want to call it, it's this. My hope is that we'll break our addiction to busyness. That's probably a whole episode for a future season, but I'll say this now. When did busy get to be a virtue? You say to someone, how are you doing? And the common response is, I'm really busy. As if we're supposed to think, wow, you're busy. You must be pretty important. See, there's no particular virtue in being busy. My hope is that people will discover that 12-hour days really gain us nothing except the risk of reflux, high blood pressure, heart condition, and substance abuse. See, we desperately need to step back and enjoy not being busy. Perhaps this will teach us to slow down and spend time with family, and eventually with friends, if we can ever socialize again. I'm kidding. My hope is that this sparks a change in our culture where we recognize that we're compromising our quality of life just out of our drivenness. There's nothing wrong with work, but time away may show us the value of things that we rarely have time to think about. So, to sum up, Expect not to know, expect other leaders not to know, know what's important, recognize what's important will be influenced by circumstances, don't waste your crisis, and connect with your family and with others you hold dear. That's it. Short, direct, and to the point. In fact, unusually to the point. I hope this has been helpful to you. And now, a sort of benediction I've never done before. Stay home wash your hands, and take care of one another. Thanks for joining us at Great Ridge Station. All content is developed by Dr. Sam Helgerson with appropriate citations of outside sources. Our sound engineer is Brick Martin. All background and bumper media is in the public domain and retrieved from archive.org. The opening music is from Guy Lombardo, Down by the River. The closing music is from Annunzio Montavani, Skyscraper Fantasy. I'm already looking forward to your next visit to Great Ridge Station.